Is the end of history democratic or authoritarian? It's a question that's come up recently as uh, President Biden has been talking about uh, the future clash of uh, systems in the world and saying that this is the uh, real uh, cleavage on which global governance will be decided going forward. Is that true? This is Eric Farnsworth with the Council of the Americas, and I'm delighted to join you. And my guest today is Christopher Walker. Chris is the Vice President for Studies and Analysis at the National Endowment for Democracy and is a real expert on these issues, having just issued yet another report on this very important topic. Chris, uh, these really are questions that people around the world are asking, they're grappling with, and the future isn't exactly clear at this point. How are you looking at these issues from your uh, vantage point as a real uh, scholar and student of uh, democracy issues. Well, thanks so much for the question, Eric. I think it's it's a it's so clear to us now that the world has changed in the last past in the past decade and a half, where we've had both democratic erosion and authoritarian resurgence. My colleagues and I have taken a closer look at the ways in which much more internationally assertive authoritarians. China and Russia in particular, the way that they've adapted their forms of domestic repression and governance for application across national borders. And I think it's fair to say that these regimes have become much more active and purposeful transnational forces that are able to influence open societies and their institutions. And that's really what we focused on in this most recent report of ours, which is titled A Full Spectrum Response to Sharp Power. You know, that's really something that we're all grappling with. You have in democratic societies, essentially open societies, right? People who are uh, trying to exchange views and grapple with issues in an open and transparent way. And yet uh, there are now tools that are available for authoritarian governments who want to meddle uh, to be able to do that. It's really scrambling the calculus, isn't it? Well, I think what we're learning is that uh, these authoritarian regimes and their surrogates, they're not neutral or agnostic about key values, including things like freedom of expression and freedom of association. And if we look at institutions such as universities or publishers, media, um, the commercial sector in a variety of ways, and of course, technology in open societies, increasingly we see this intersection and even tethering, as we call it in the report, between autocratic and democratic institutions across borders. And I think what the democracies have failed to really come to terms with is that when purposeful authoritarian powers engage with their own preferences and views, uh, it's really essential for democracies to make sure that they defend their own standards and principles, because if they don't, what we're finding is that the, the erosion of democratic principles within the democracies, within open societies, uh, come under threat and are compromised. And we found many examples of just such compromised uh, effects across these institutions throughout this series that we just concluded. And what uh, is the practical implication of that if you have compromised institutions or uh, some of the things you've just been talking about? What does that actually uh, lead to? Well, I think if we look at the university sector and we're seeing reports on a, on a much more consistent basis of, for example, the Chinese authorities and their proxies exerting um, the sort of influence that seeks to censor either preemptively 
or to shape the agenda of universities, which should have open academic uh, approaches to these issues. And so issues are sidelined or marginalized, and it really compromises one of the fundamental institutions in democratic societies. So this is impacting both research agendas, it's impacting the way students operate within universities. And I think this is something that wasn't anticipated and I think so much of the engagement was done with very good intentions on this front where university administrators and deans uh, and others um, look to engage in ways that would be mutually beneficial. But I think the fundamental misapprehension was thinking that the interlocutors coming from the authoritarian space were sharing the same values as the um, universities operating in open societies. And unless our universities can operate in a much more unified and purposeful way, and I think this is true in the other institutions that we examined, uh, we're gonna see ongoing erosion of these values and that will have um, larger knock-on effects for the way in which our democracies operate. How do you, uh think that uh, financing and money plays into this. Uh, we know that that's a real issue in emerging markets. Does that also play into developed economies as well in terms of authoritarian governance? Oh, it absolutely does. I think what we're learning is that democracies of all stripes are finding themselves compromised either because they're relying on resources from these authoritarian powers or they're looking for arrangements that may uh, bestow prestige in some way upon them without making sure that their own standards are adequately defended. Well, it's pretty clear we've just scratched the surface of this conversation. Looking forward, Chris, to having further conversations with you to reading the report and certainly commending that to the listening audience. Let's talk again soon. Christopher Walker, Eric Farnsworth.